Hey, Foamies, it's time for another edition of the ITF Flowcast. So this week is going to be the last of our best of grouping that we have. And this week, I really wanted to focus on uh, uh, people who exemplify what ITF are. Uh, Just really nice guys, people who are strong businessmen, uh, and just really do a good job of showing how we can both meld good business with positivity. So uh, we're going to interview or, or listen to an interview with Jeff Likes uh, that Febba Vandermeer did. And he's talking about uh, a lot of uh, his, his how they run their business, a lot of how uh, their philosophy and training. But he's also, if you remember, he is the 2020 speed cleaning champion. So he's going to talk about his experience, and which is a lot of fun. We're also going to listen to Hazen Warlick. Uh, he is marketing director for ABC Window Cleaning, and uh, he's got a really cool story coming out. He did not come in through window cleaning itself. Uh, he had to, to learn that as he went on, but uh, he just talks a little bit about the philosophy that ABC Window Cleaning has uh, towards helping uh, their customers. It, it just really comes across as a genuine person. I think you're going to really enjoy that interview. And lastly, we're going to talk about Kyle Grimes. He's out of uh, Clean Habits LLC out of Utah, and he is just a bundle of energy and positivity. And he's going to talk a little bit about how he views uh, other you know, fellow window cleaners out there, uh, the things that he does to make sure that he contributes to a positive atmosphere amongst time when there's a lot of negativity. So anyways, it, you're going to enjoy all three uh, interviews, a little refreshing. And again, any of these, please go, if you find one that you really like, a little section, go back and listen to the whole interview. You're, never, you're not going to regret it. So thanks again, Flomies, and now we'll uh, listen in on the first interview with Jeff Likes. I wanted to start off by saying we met each other, I want to say that maybe we met each other at the huge convention briefly, but I can't, it's not a clear memory to me, but then we definitely officially met at the IWCA convention in uh, 2020. Yeah, um, yeah, so it was actually a little embarrassing on the way we actually met the first time. It was uh, in the men's restroom, like, we just bumped into each other, and it's like, oh, hey, Feba, how's it going? I'm Jeff, and we're like, oh, yeah, it was just a quick little interaction, and uh, I I left, and I was just like, that was probably the most awkward introduction I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so was the huge convention, uh, that was in Atlanta, right? Uh, or was gosh, that I think Louisiana? that was the Branson one. Branson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, the Atlanta one was the first time I ever went to a convention and, uh, I don't think I was part of into the flow yet on that. Okay. That, one. that was three years ago, almost three years ago now. Gotcha. I'm actually losing track. So the first convention I went to, to Sarah and I went to was in Louisiana, uh, in, um, yeah, in Louisiana, and then we went to the Atlanta one, and then we went to the Branson uh, Convention, all of which were um, great experiences. Um, I don't think we would have, you know, it, it was kind of an interesting experience just allowing ourselves to give ourselves permission to do that, yeah. you know, because you're like, it's going to cost money. We're going to be actually separating ourselves from the business. It was kind of scary. So, but yeah, I remember, and then... So we officially, officially met in at the 2020 IWCA convention, which was a great convention where you won the speed contest. I did. I think you caught everyone by surprise because like I you were training, you know, you were up there with, um, you were up there and he was training us. Um, uh, Jeremiah Hickey was uh, yeah. training us on how to be, I was like, you know, yeah, 
he's he looks pretty good. He looks pretty fast. But you know, I think I could probably beat him. And then on the day that we did the final, or you know, you just you just tur- flipped a switch. I surprised myself. I I had no idea uh, that that first round. You know, I felt like uh, I did okay. Um, well, first off, the first time I ever did it was last year at uh, the IWCA, and um, Megan, my wife, she signed me up and didn't tell me about it. And she's like, "Oh, by the way, you're uh, you're doing the speed competition." I was like, uh, "No, no." And then uh, she didn't even stay for the convention. She she signed me up and left. What? And, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm by myself. I don't know anybody. And uh, that was the year Jeremiah won. Um, and I did horrible. It was embarrassing. I think I, pl- there, there wasn't that many um, contestants, but uh, I, I placed down at the bottom. Um, but this year I payback. I, I signed Megan up since they opened it up to the women. And I was just like, yep, you're going to do it this year. You have no choice. You're going to try it. Um, and at her office, she actually has like three little windows and she's like, well, you got to teach me how to do it. And I was like, I got to teach myself. Um, and over the years, like I've always practiced it. My buddy who got me into this, like we'd always play around and try to do the speed competition on sliding glass doors and stuff, but, uh, never thought I'd actually compete in it. Um, but she has three little windows and I was like, all right, this would be perfect. So I kind of got the, the basic idea of you know, how to do it, uh, pretty quickly and not embarrass myself this year. And, um, yeah, when I, I did my practice rounds, I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty good. At least I'll, I'll make it somewhere. And, you know, there's, there's some really good people there. Uh, um, Clayton, who's with uh, fish window cleaning, he, he won it, uh, two years ago. And when I saw him, I was like, last year, I was just like, oh, there's no way I could, do this this is embarrassing and um when i saw him this year i think he did it like 12 seconds flat uh and i was like yeah no it's it's over um it did uh after the the first round megan just told me she's like you got this all you got to do is just think fast think fast think fast and so i i went up and you know everything kind of goes blank behind you and you're just focused on those three windows and uh as I was going, I was like, okay, I'm going pretty fast. And then I just hear everybody behind me just cheering. And I was just like, okay, I think I did a, a little better. And uh, I was like, that, that's still probably didn't cut it. And then when all this is done, I'm like, yep, you won. I was like, oh, wow. Cool. It was a smooth run. I remember watching the videos. Like, I'm trying to remember exactly why I did not watch the – I did not watch all the contestants, but I remember um, doing the first run and then the second run. And then Sarah and I wanted to go and check out some booths or something like that. And, uh, but I saw the video and it was, it was super smooth. Um, did you actually build a, a replica to train on or? Not yet. I did uh, actually just receive three panes of glass. So I have those. Um, the length of my shed is perfect, I think, so I can place them up on those. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to build frames. Uh, that's, uh-huh. that's something I, I've never tried to do before, so I'm, I think I'm going to go to a fabricator and uh, see if they could get me something something built. Uh, it's like I kind of want it to be 
somewhat identical and close to the competition standards. And uh, I just think it's going to be fun uh, for all my, my team members to, you know, play around with it and have them yeah. train and, and possibly take them to the convention and have them com compete so in since, it. So since that speed competition, I mean, so first of all, you and Megan seem like such a power couple. Like <laughs> you, you two have – I mean, you're such an influence and you're so supportive and helpful in the industry. And I was just curious to know how, after winning that, how have you used, because Jeremiah, when he talks about, the, he said, hey, Feather, you're thinking about this too much. Just go and, and have fun. He yeah. says, don't even try to win. Uh, he says, give it your best shot because it's really not so much about the winning. It's about um, what it can do for your business. It's great marketing. And I think that that is really what allowed me to let go enough to allow myself to just go and try it. And because before then I was like, there's no way I'm going to win. I didn't train for this. And I was just kind of like my own big obstacle. And then I was like, okay, you know what? This is going to give me an opportunity to hang out with you, get to yeah. meet a bunch of other window cleaners and have fun. And then maybe, uh, maybe turn this into some marketing. So I'm just curious how you and Megan have since turned that into something that you use for marketing. We tried. Um, it's kind of kind of a sore subject. I, I'm friends with the editor of our paper, and uh, he was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna get it in. We're gonna get it published. We're gonna get you on the front page." <clears throat> like I have breakfast with this guy every Friday mornings, and uh, he's he, I don't he's not the editor, but he's like head of the paper and uh um yeah we we submitted it to our local paper and never heard a word back and uh we got it out there on a couple of things but like people just didn't want to pick it up and then coronavirus happened and, mm. and it was just like okay that's on the back burner we'll we'll play with it a at a later time um but it's fun because i i uh it's on my website i believe um all the new hires I do, I, I show them the video and uh, tell them like, hey, it's, it's cool. You get to work for one of the world's fastest window cleaners. Um, you get to get trained by, by that person. And it's, we're trying to market it other ways. And uh, hopefully later down the road, it will come back again. But yeah, uh, yeah the coronavirus just kind of put a stop to a lot of things. You know, it seems like the convention was years ago, doesn't it? Like yeah. We, we met, it was the same year and then all this stuff started happening and coronavirus hit and it honestly feels like it's been years since I've seen you. <laughs> it's been years since, you know, I'm just, I'm just blown away. But, um, and that, that actually was something I wanted to chat with you about because, um, you all had to lay off everybody at some point and now you're building your teams back up again. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that process because um, it sounds like you have your hands full and Sarah and I are working on training a new person right now, but we don't have any official systems. It was right now we're doing in the field on the job training and we very much uh, want to start building a, a training system an employee onboarding system. And I was hoping maybe you could shed some light on what y'all do. Yeah. So um, there's that, uh, age old question that everybody asks you, like, if you could start your business over again, what would you do differently? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that's kind of what, uh, the coronavirus did. 
it gave us a chance to start completely over. So, um, you know, the employees that I, I had, it was sad that I, I had to lay them off. It was a very sad day. Um, I think I actually did cry. But, um, you know, a few of the employees I, I wasn't too happy with or thrilled about. So it gave me a chance to kind of weed them out. And I went solo by myself for a couple of weeks, but then things started picking up again. So I brought back two other um, employees that I actually wanted to keep and, and they came right back. Um, but that time it, it gave me all this time to really focus on my systems. Um, Megan's been, I think over a year now has been trying to get me to build up this training program. Uh, so we've, we've been really working on that and uh, trainual. Have you ever heard of that? I think I might have. So uh, I might have seen it. Um, okay. It's, it, so, but I don't know that much about it. Trainual? Trainual. Yeah. It's um, this web platform. It gives you the whole entire platform of creating a whole entire training program. Um, so you can insert videos, uh, GIFs, pictures, and it's all sections. You could create tests. It, it's just an amazing platform. So I'm not really big into videos or making videos. And this actually pulled me out of my shell. And I, I created uh, training videos on how to clean gutters, how to clean a window from step one to step 10, um, how to use a water-fed pole, how to clean solar panels. Um, I, I've just been creating all these different videos. So that time that I laid everybody off, I just set up my video camera and just started filming. And uh, um, you know, people with iPhones, um, iMovies is such a great tool. It's really easy to use and create your own videos. And uh, I was able to upload those on YouTube and put them into my trainual platform. And now we actually have um, a training process that we can have a guy trained within five days and know what he is going to be doing once he's out with another truck. And that's pretty powerful. I mean, because um, I'm still out. And so you, you've been able, so I'm still out in the field training. I'm still spending a lot of my personal time training people out in the field. And it's not necessarily structured. It's all over the place. It's, (laughs) oh, we're going to, oh, you know what? While we're here, we'll go ahead and train you on French windows or, uh, you know, in, but what, what you've done is now you freed up yourself some time where you can actually take one of your senior techs and say, Hey, could you run through the videos with the new person or the new, the new group and answer any questions that they have. And, and then you also have the quizzes to back it up to make sure that they understand what you, what they've learned because so many times you'll say it verbally or you'll give them a direction and uh, you know, a day or two afterwards uh, you'll, actually observe them doing it incorrectly um, but now you can actually reinforce it with the quiz and then you can have them allow them to go back and review it anytime they want the great thing with trainual is that um, it's an app form so the the new text they have this on their phones at all times so if they get stuck on something they just pull up their app um, 
research, go back to that section on like, oh, what was this next step? Or I forgot, like, how do I scrub this solar panel? And like, they could just go back and watch these videos. So they have access to it 24 seven. I think I'm sold. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> it's have to great. Check it out. I've yeah. Been, uh, I, I'm literally like the biggest obstacle in, in our business, I think, because uh, I, uh, sometimes all too often let perfection become the enemy of good. Yeah. And uh, I need to step out of my own way and just focus on the systems. And I think that's our number one goal is to focus on the system. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up Trainual. That's, I think yeah, we're going to. There's, there's so many great uh, systems out there that you could use in your business. We just, um, last night I, I spent uh, almost all day, um, bamboo HR. So it's, um, an HR software, another app base that the employees have access to. Um, but it keeps all their personal files. Um, so when you do bring on a new hire, instead of having a, a folder of all this paperwork, it's all in this, um, app. And if they want to ask for time off, they have to go on the app and it gets submitted it goes to me and I approve it. Um, so it's, it's another thing that we're starting to learn and I'm completely sold on it. So our goal is to kind of become completely paperless and just have these systems in place where, you know, I don't have to be around. I could just do it from the touch of a button and everything would run pretty smoothly. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. So we, we have like, I guess you call it Google, um, Drive or what's it called? Mm -hmm. Google Sheets yeah. or web? It's some sort of web doc document type yeah. thing. And if if the employees want to uh, request time off, they have to get that form. And but it 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 doesn't notify me. I don't think it notifies. It it might send us an email letting us know. Uh, we actually used it for the whole COVID nineteen quiz, which uh, Gabriel Gutierrez had come up with the list of questions and yeah i think um, megan's using that as well yeah so or, whenever we're doing it um for our staff <clears throat> and, and i'm sure you could probably use the bamboo hr app format for submitting that to clients yeah 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 there's like i said there's just so many different things uh tools out there to help small businesses really run a smooth business Uh, but yeah, we just wanted to, to get to know you a little better. I mean, uh, most of us uh, window cleaners are familiar with ABC Window Clean Supply. We've ordered from you one time or another. Um, so how did you get involved with the company? Did you, did you, have you cleaned windows in the past? Did you have your own company or did you go into this strictly from the business side? Nope. I came in strictly from the business side and it's kind of a really weird story. So I actually went to UNC Charlotte and I got my bachelor's degree. Um, I was pre-med biology on a oh, dental wow. pathway. So I was going to be a <laughs> dentist. My grandfather was my best friend, my mentor. Um, he was my hero. He passed away a couple of years ago at 95, but oh, wow. he was a dentist. I wanted to follow in his footsteps and realized pretty quickly once I got into the profession, got into people's mouths that I didn't want to be a dentist. <laughs> I wanted to be him. So I got out and I said, all right, well, I have to start paying off my student loans now. So I got onto Craigslist and I found this job for a warehouse position at ABC in Charlotte. 
okay. uh, right after they opened. So I went in and uh, I got my interview, I got the job, and they started training me intensely from day one. I mean, pulling, packing, receiving orders, memorizing thousands of product codes. And I couldn't figure out why they were training me so intensely, but it's because every one of our employees, they want everyone to know every facet of the business to really be able to understand everything about this industry and how to help customers. So the second weekend, I walk into the door, they hand me a T-bar. As I was going to ask. <laughs> and a bucket, and they said, all right, you've got to cut your teeth, wash the front windows. So they make every single person learn how to do it uh, before you sell high-rise gear. You're hanging from the rafters, making sure you know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it's not only a safety thing, it's a customer service thing. Sure. And you really just you have to know these products. Uh, but I worked in the warehouse in Charlotte for about a year. And um, they just said, all right, well, we're going to transition you into the office, onto the phones, train you on our order software. And uh, about a year and a half into my career with ABC, I moved a couple hours away and I started working remotely for them doing sales. So I started out small doing Charlotte, Raleigh, um, the big cities in North Carolina and branched out into the Southeast, the rest of the East Coast and farther and farther along. And eventually I became the business development manager um, with, you know, I traveled all around the U.S. and Canada and I really, really like it. It's a good mix of being in my office, you know, doing all the, the mundane stuff every single day and then getting out and getting to meet our customers face to face, doing trade shows, conventions. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really my passion. I love people. I love dealing with people and, I love working for ABC. Great company. They take care of our customers just as well as they take care of the employees. I have an immense amount of respect for everyone I work for and with. So we're a really close-knit, small family. And yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really like that. It, you definitely can tell it's got kind of a small family feel, you know, to it. I, I, I or, Of course, I order from a lot of vendors, you know. Um, but uh, I do like to to give you guys uh, as much business as I can for sure, mainly because of the customer service, and I I, I feel taken care of, you know. And there's 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 a few other vendors who who do that pretty well, uh, you know, pretty good. But I do feel just with ABC, it's it, like you said that family feel, you know, I, just in the communications yeah. with us, it's 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 professional, but yet you can tell they're they're trying. You guys are trying to find form a, a relationship, which that, I appreciate that because that's how I run my business. You know, when right. I'm when I'm talking with my clients, I'm not just relaying information or telling them we're going to be here and this is how much it's going to cost. I'm trying to form a, a relationship with them because obviously that's where the loyalty comes. You know, is when you have that. So definitely, I've I've definitely seen that with with ABC uh, in my dealing with them. So now you um you you. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you, when you got the job with ABC, did you envision being with them as long as you have? I'll be completely honest. I did not. I expected <laughs> to work in that warehouse for six months. And I was just like, man, they are really training me, testing me, trying to move me up. And I guess they saw something they liked in me. And seven years later, I'm still here and I have no plans of going anywhere. It's a fantastic company to work for. And I love my job. I love the industry and I love meeting people just like you. So. Yeah, I was so sad that I didn't get a chance to meet you at the IWCA convention. I had, I had planned on going and, 
you know, when they changed dates, it just, it just became too, too difficult to, to make right. that time. It just happened to be yeah. at a weekend where I already had prior arrangements. I just couldn't, I couldn't get out of. And so I was sad that uh, we didn't get a chance to meet, but definitely at the next meet that the huge or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely uh, get to meet in person. Uh, but I'm yeah. glad that we got to, to do this so we can get to know each other. So when we meet, we're not, we're not total strangers. We already know each other a little bit. Exactly. Um, so, you know, when you um, get a chance to get out, how often do you get to go to, um, to trade shows and to things like that as a, as a rep of ABC? Well, pretty much if there's a trade show that ABC wants to exhibit at or attend, I'm there. You're there. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's always me and usually one other person. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll be doing a huge convention, IWCA convention. I've gone to ISSA. Oh, nice. um, we do some franchise conventions like Fish and Window Genie. Um, but before COVID hit, I usually got out, I'd say about twice a month and I would try to hop around and, you know, if one of our customers needed help with this or that, I would try to accommodate them to my schedule. Um, but yeah, I miss it. And I'm really looking forward to get back on the road. ASAP. I'm trying to get my vaccine and get back out there and be safe and, you know, do what I love again. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I got, I got my, I'm, I'm all vaxxed up now, so I'm, I'm kind of anxious to get back in and, and start uh, talking to people again in, in a safe way, but it's definitely, uh, yeah, it, I don't know if we're going to know how to act around other people. <laughs> you know, I think about that. I mean, yeah. I have a little bit of practice because obviously when we're in the field and we talk to our customers, we're having a little bit of interaction. Um, but you know, I've so trained myself when I go shopping that I'm in and out, you know, I go get my stuff and I'm out and it's like, with the network, you know, with the, with the uh, conventions and things like that, you're there and you're meant to mingle. You're meant to talk. And I, I don't know if I have practice doing that anymore. I don't know if I know how to mingle. <laughs> yeah. It had been so long since I'd been to a trade show. I think, I mean, and over the past year, the, the last trip I took was the IWCA show in 2020. Uh-huh. And after that, you know, the bottom fell out of everything. Right. I was, I was really excited to be back this year and i was really happy with the turnout and i you know it's it's what i love how many were there by the way i keep i kept forgetting to ask uh uh, the flomies who went it's i want to say they had maybe around 160 maybe 150 200 yeah it's it's kind of hard to tell between attendees exhibitors Mm -hmm. you know other people that were there but for what it was and how everything had to be i thought it was great and really enjoyed it awesome Awesome. Very cool. And I thought they, they were really smart in that they put a lot of the stuff online, like on the video, you know, they streamed it because they, you could pay to be, to take the classes and stuff. But what they did was they opened like, for instance, the speed cleaning, they opened that up to the public. They put that on YouTube. So we shared it like in, in the ITF, you know, group and, and other parts of, of the convention that were not like, you know, proprietary, they allowed others to see. And I thought that was really smart because so many of us couldn't go because of COVID or for other reasons, but we still could feel like we were a little part of it, you know? So I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I did a chemical presentation this year and they live streamed it. And I got a lot of really good feedback from people who viewed virtually and they reached out and asked me about certain types of chemicals and how to use them. So I thought that was a great success. Yeah. It was very smart of them. I I thought that was a a really good move and it kind of just kept it alive, you know, instead of, cause that was, that's always the big worry when you have something like this happen uh, where it's not exactly what everybody, everything's kind of last minute, but it just, it still kept the interest alive instead of it dying out. And then the next convention suffering, I think that they were able to maintain, even those who didn't go maintain interest in it. And cause you know, the previous one, were you you at the previous one? um, Oh yeah. I've been at the last 
six. Yes. Okay. I mean, I think that was the best one that I've ever been to. That was the, the most liveliest. There was so much interaction. I, I probably talked to more people during that one than I ever had. Uh, so you hate to have that one. And then it goes into <laughs> one that, that drags the enthusiasm down, but I, I think they were able to avoid it. So if nothing yeah. else to, to peak for the next one. So. I was really impressed with how Paul Collum and the rest of the IWCA board really got that thing together and made it such a good event. You know, those guys, IWCA has our back and they made it happen. And I was, I was honestly a little bit surprised that they did have it in person, but man, they made it work. And I was just so fortunate to be there. Very cool. Very cool. Well, now let's talk a little bit about the behind the scenes uh, with uh, um, a supplier uh, company, because, uh, you know, like I'd mentioned before, we, we had, the, we started the podcast, you know, we're, we're window cleaners. The majority of people who are going to listen to this uh, podcast are going to be window cleaners, you know, co- company owners. They're looking at it from their perspective, but we don't always see it from your perspective. So when you look out at us, what are you looking for? What are you looking at when you're trying to decide how to run your business? Well, I think when I'm looking at my customers, I really need to understand how they work, what kind of a company they are, and what their specialties are, what what they know about and what they don't know about, what what they're currently doing right now, and if they have any plans to get into, you know, moving from residential to commercial to possibly high rise to getting into water fed, stuff like that. So I really like to understand the scope of work for each specific company. So I know how to best advise them on, okay, here's this product and this is how much you'll have to spend to get into the next level and really just kind of help them just hold their hand a little bit to get to that next step. If that's where they want to be, you know, we don't try to push anybody into going straight from residential to dropping off buildings. (laughs) <laughs> but if that's what they want to do and if they're looking to do it the best way, the safest way with the newest and latest gear, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to help them do. Gotcha. So so how do you find out that though? I mean, is it purely, okay, we've got X number of orders of this product. Obviously people like it. Let's order more. Um, or or this, this stock hasn't gone out in a couple months. Maybe we should, you know, stop selling this. Or do you do like any type of, of marketing research that kind of helps to inform what products you sell on your site? Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, what we sell and we keep very, very close tabs on our inventory, what's selling, what's not, what's had problems. Um, We've had some really cool products on our shelves, new things. um, And then just for one reason or another, whether they're being damaged in shipping or whether they're just not holding up, we take all of the feedback from our reviews. Um, I love to, I love to, go out on Facebook and I have to say into the flow is just so far and beyond different than some of the other Facebook groups, you know, not to, to bash any of them, but I just really love the professionalism and how everybody is building each other up and helping. Um, but I've only been on into the flow for, I want to say like three or four months now. And it's, it's really interesting to see what people are saying and, you know, what they're interested in. And everybody's, I mean, you guys are so fast. I try to give my two cents and by the time I get on there, there's 56 comments and everybody's answered it in detail with oh. the same knowledge as I had. So it's, that's really great. Everybody's helping you think, each other. You think you're slow. I'll approve a post, go in to answer it. And before I finish, someone's already commented and given the answer. I mean, they're on yeah. it. I, that's what's really cool about it is, is there's so many um, very, uh, you know, professional long-time experienced window cleaners 
and they're willing, you know, it, you don't join into the flow unless you're willing to share information. And I think that's, what's, that's the important distinction. Whereas most other people, most other groups, and, and again, like you mentioned, because we, we don't like to bash other groups because we get, we draw a lot of support from those groups as well. Sure. And we, we want to support those groups. And, and, and you know, I, I'm a member of all of those. So there's definitely value. But for, for ITF, we definitely want, we want the people who are there to support others. That's, if, if you're not into supporting others, you're going to get real bored with our group real fast because it yeah. doesn't have, it doesn't have the stuff that the other groups do have, you know, and, and there's a place for that, you know, some people love that stuff and, and, yeah. you know, it's fine. They love, they love, you know, kind of getting at each other and, and, you know, doing those things, but it's like, we're, we're definitely designed to, to inform, to educate and to help, you know. And I, I think that's that's kind of cool because when you joined us, you know, um, we had just started the, one of the um, the fundraisers, and we're going to probably be doing another one soon, which we'll talk about um, uh, in a, a future episode. But uh, you know, you you guys were awesome in that year. Hey, what can we do? You know, and I was just expecting a couple of little things that you might contribute, and you guys were like, okay, boom, here's twelve packages, take them, you know, do whatever you can. And, and that's, I, we get that from a lot of our vendors and we couldn't do it with all of our vendors. So the fact that you guys are willing to do that and, and support the, the mission of ITF was really appreciative because, um, well, I mean, let's Frank, let's face it. A lot of pe- a lot of people will join ITF vendors and their whole intention is just to spam the group. They just want to join groups so that they can put their commercials out. And, and we tell them in the beginning, look, you're welcome to join, but we're, we don't want spam. That's not our goal. You know, we will allow you to advertise and we will allow you to sell your products. But if you're just here to, to spam and you don't ever help anybody with their problems, you're not going to be happy here. You know, and, the, and those vendors leave, you know, the ones who stay are the ones who get it and they want to support. They still get to promote their products. They still get to promote their their um, uh, web page or their sales and stuff. But at the same time, but they're also here to help, you know, and they're also here to give right. advice. And yeah, you guys, it's extremely you guys important to care. I mean, you have to care about your customer. You have to care about the industry. And, and if you don't, like you said, it's, it's pretty apparent and you can spot them right away. And I'll be honest, I really don't like, you know, putting out that real salesy stuff. I mean, I get it all day long. Nobody likes to see that stuff. I mean, sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it can lead to a sale, but that's not who I am. That's not what we're about. And, you know, we just window cleaners in this industry matter and that's that's all there really is to it and we're just we just want to support in any way we can yeah so thanks for the opportunity yeah yeah absolutely um you mentioned something earlier uh, you said that you started at the charlotte north carolina branch i don't think a lot of us know that there's a branch out there because we're all used to the denver one that's usually the one that we think about so um has that been there a long time Nope. So I actually, like I said, started there right after we opened up and that was just about seven years ago. It'll be seven years in August for me. Um, But a lot of times people will call me and they'll think that, you know, I'm in the Denver, Colorado time zone, but no, I'm our North Carolina guy. Um, And I do work remotely. I live in Pinehurst, North Carolina. I just moved back home last week, actually. So yeah, I mean, we have this huge warehouse. Um, We actually are moving into a, a new location in Charlotte. Uh, it's a little bit bigger facility. It's going to give us a little bit uh, more help to be efficient. I mean, we're receiving shipments in and getting stuff out, more room, more room on the shelves. And that means we have more inventory and uh, you know less wait time for you, no back orders. 
So that's, that's what I'm thinking because that means that's better for the East Coast guys because they can get their products faster since you got one on that side. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's been a huge help for a lot of the people on the East Coast, especially in the Southeast where there really aren't a lot of suppliers. Um, the markets in Florida and Texas are just massive, and you know those guys need products, and it's just like you know you don't need it in a week, you need it now. So mm-hmm. having that two three day shipping to anywhere in the U.S. with the addition of our Charlotte branch really really helps a lot of people get what they need and get it fast. Very cool, very cool. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, one of the things you had mentioned as well that that ABC uh, really uh, does uh, does well in is you guys have uh, you guys really care about education as well. You had yes. mentioned about you know you're selling products, but you don't want to just sell products to anybody. You want to make sure that they they use. Now you you have a few training uh, um, programs, right? That ABC sponsors. Yes, uh, and I know so, one in particular you mentioned that you liked. Yes, so my. basically my creation, I got so much of a calling for people who just needed help with water fed, how to choose the best system and pole, what in the world to get into DI versus multi-stage, how to maintain it, all that good stuff. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to start, you know, a little document and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then I said, all right, well, you know, this business needs help. I went out and helped them. And I said, all right, I'll make a slideshow presentation and i've grown this over the past four years and it's called wash and learn um and it's been a huge success after covid we started doing a lot of them uh, virtually uh, for different conventions different businesses and it's been a tremendous help for people because like you said we don't just want to sell this gear we want to set you up for success right out of the box I mean, every water fed system that we carry, once you get that system, you automatically get an email. This is how or a video link on YouTube. This is how you set it up. This is how you change your filters, tips and tricks. Our media department does a fantastic job putting out YouTube videos on product reviews, how to use things, side by side comparisons, all kinds of stuff. Um, so that's a really, really good resource. But Wash and Learn is pretty much my baby. Um, and I love it just because so many people are so much more successful when they have the right tools and knowledge on how to use those tools and how to maintain them um, yeah. and how to get their employees to kind of get on the same wavelength they are and understand every facet of it. <laughs> I, I think also it translates to our customers as well. You know, uh, I'm sure you're probably someone like me who has strong relationships with your clients, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you only get those if they see that you're a genuine person. You know, one of the things I hate to see, and you see it a lot on, on these groups and stuff, is when people like they throw, oh, I made this many, this much money on this job. And they're like, oh, I, I'm making this much per hour. And because that means that they're only seeing their customers as dollar signs, you know, as well, that's means, what they're as seeing them as a customer, in. not a client. Yeah. And that's why I said, I've said it before. I don't want customers, man. Anybody can have customers. I want clients because for me, like a, a big part, if you followed me or seen things along my journey is, and my big thing is education. I want my customers to know, Hey, yeah. I just said it. I want my customers to know things, but I want my clients to know things. I want them to be, you know, when they're like, Oh, well, why are you doing this? Or, when they're like, hey, you know what? <clears throat> Let's not worry about the hard water on that basement window. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. I'm just going to take care of, of that window for you. And for me as an owner operator, much less as, as a professional in my industry, I want you to have the best care of your windows. But also if you have a friend, a neighbor, relative, whatever, someone comes by and they're thinking about getting their windows done, 
and they're like, oh man, who cleaned your windows? I'll clean Abbott's did. And they go wash their hands and they see that one terrible window. That doesn't benefit either anyone, right? And so, but also on top of that, it's like, I want to do those little things and share with the customer. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take care of this for you. And this is why. And this is going to be the benefit or the value adder. Hey, you know what? Like my big one, like to all my customers, if they want exterior only, which obviously this year I understand more so than most, but I want to share with them. Hey, you know what? You get that stubborn stuff that splashes up above your kitchen sink window. Grab a magic eraser, get some water and dish soap mm-hmm. and then the microfiber towel. Don't use a paper towel. Just like little things. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to win with me because I'm not going to be there all the time. And they might have like, you know, that one thing. And I, I always joke, like people, if they hear that and they've never had their windows clean, they might laugh. But once yeah. you know, you know, and if you don't know, you yep. don't know, you yep. don't know. Yep. So again, I, I like to just empower people, whether they're my competitors, which is just our fellow window cleaners. Yeah whether it's the clients, even if it's a one-off customer, I want them, even if I don't wash their windows again, I want them to know why they should do it. Even if it's Mm -hmm. on their own with someone else, because I I want them to be able to enjoy and appreciate what it is. Yeah. We, I I just had a customer um, and we have a little community um, South of, of Tucson and it's like a retirement community. It's really, really hard. It's tough. It's tough area because there's, there's a lot of window cleaners down there. A lot of them are very low priced. Our prices like seem astronomical to the residents there. Um, So we have a lot of, we have a lot of work there, but, but um, you know, when, when we get a new customer, we, they usually have a sticker shock when they find out our prices, you know? So we had this one lady and she, she hadn't used us before. And she was like, wow, that's a lot of money. And we're like, well, you know, this is, this is why we charge, you know, we're, we're professional. Mm -hmm. We go down the list, you know? So she hires us. And um, I went, I was by myself for some reason. Um, I can't remember why. Usually I have one other person with me, but I show up and she's like, oh, you're by yourself. And I said, yeah, she's like, okay, well, I hope you can get it done in time, you know, because I got to get out of here by the time. I'm like, well, yeah, we'll take care one. of it. So I get there, boom, I, t- I go around the house, I do it. And then by the the w- w- water hose, there was a window above it. And like you said, there was some hard, a little bit of hard water, nothing too terrible, you know, because I do charge yeah, extra for hard water removal, but it wasn't anything terrible. So I pulled out some, some uh, miracle scrub and I had a, you know, a steel wool and just worked on it for about 10 minutes and I got it off, you know, I got, I got to care of it. So I finished and she's like, you're done already? And I said, yeah. She's like, you finished all of all of the window? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, okay, because the other two guys that I used to hire, they would take like twice as long as you. And that was two people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I, I don't, I mean, if you want to inspect and <laughs> make sure, I said, but I got all the windows. And she's like, okay. And she's like, well, would you mind if I just take a walk around? I'm like, sure, no. So I'm, you know, on my phone, she walks around and she comes back and she's like, you got the hard water spots off of that window. And I said, Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that there. And I, you know, I just figured I just take care of it since this is my first time servicing you. And it was just one little spot. And she's like, the other guys said that, you know, they couldn't get it off because it was etched into the window. And I said, well, there is, there is some hard water that you do. It takes a lot more work. I said, but that wasn't, it wasn't to that degree, you know, and I knew I was going to be able to take it off. And she was like, okay, well, now I see why you charge more than what the other guys do. You're totally worth it. She's like, you got a customer for life, you know, but it was just the the care. She saw that I cared about what the product was I was giving her, you know, I, and that's what I always try to tell my, my employees, you know, is, you know, we are charging a lot of money for some of these people. So we need to make sure that they believe our job is worth it. And the only way it's worth it is if we view them as, it's a relationship as a, not as opposed to them just being customers that we're trying to get money out of them. You know, right. They see that if they see, we care about what they want, 
then they're going to be willing to pay the, the amount that we're asking because now they, they understand the value of that. You know, we don't want the people and who are on... looking for the coupon deals. You know, we want the people who are paying for the quality. There's someone that'll take care of that. And that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause I, I, I have similar areas where there's people that to me, it's like, it shocks me sometimes how little people charge and, you know, I'll get, you know, maybe two, three times a month. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're expensive. And I'll smile. Okay. Compared to what? Oh, well, so-and-so came through and did it last year and he was, you know, a half or a third or some ridiculous mm -hmm. number. And I'm like, okay, go ahead and give him a call. Oh, well, you know, I don't have his phone number. He just came knocking through the neighborhood. I'm like, oh, is he like in the license insured business or just some guy? Oh, you know, he's just some guy doing on side to take care of his family. That's fine. If you want to use him, that's great. But you know, this is what I do. This is my passion. Uh, and again, you know, like I'm not a guy that's just doing this on the side or in the evenings or summertime. This is, this is what I've done for years to provide for my family. And I love what I do. And, and, you know, I'd love to help you experience the clean habits difference to see the passion of what I do and then the quality I deliver. And, you know, at the end, if, if you prefer someone else, that's fine, but I'd love to show you why. Yeah. And sometimes they don't, and that's okay because yeah. those are the people that are going to, you know, everything. And that's fine because, I consider, I don't do like all the different package deals and I don't do like parts here. And then I'm not going to do this or charge, you know, additional for all these like simple things for me. I'm a premium service. People come to me, mm -hmm. one-stop shop. I'm going to take care of all this. This is the price. Yeah. If you shop other people, you might find someone cheaper. You might find someone more expensive, but most of the time, if you break down all the services, I'm really comparable, but you're going to get it all done every time for me. Awesome. And you know what? And, and there's, there's different lanes, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not in the lane of, and no disrespect. I don't consider what I do the blow and go cleaning, but there's a lane for that. That's important that needs to happen. And also I've got good buddies that are, I'm not blow and go cleaners, but you know, their, their pricing schedule might be different. They might mm -hmm. not do all the intricacies that I offer. And that's great because yeah. there's people that just want that. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah, and I, there's it, millions of windows and that's like well, the thing i laugh about the most is competition i have never shown up anywhere and every window that i could ever see anywhere is being washed it, it just it won't happen right you can't that's a bold overstatement it would be very complicated <laughs> to ever have too many window cleaners yeah. so why why then in my opinion why not just team up with them get to know them and then you see each other around like I've got <clears throat> one of my best friends owns Pete's window washing and he lives like 15 minutes from me. We both got big into mountain biking. We bike a lot. He helped me with snow removal last year. He helped me with windows and pressure washing and vice versa and mint window cleaning. Actually mint is originally from Arizona. I don't remember oh. exactly where I think they're the Phoenix area. His mm -hmm. brother's yeah, got a shop down there. It's but... about two hours North of us. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, and I, there I, are a ton of buddies. window cleaners in Phoenix, Phoenix, Mesa Chandler, oh, yeah. You know, um, the Glendale, there's, there's just almost Everyone. a thousand window cleaners out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're all stacked busy there mm -hmm. and everyone's fine. Yeah. And if they're not, they'll get there or they won't. But, yeah. but for me, it's like, man, like just enjoy it because now when I'm driving around and I see either my buddies, like I don't have employees yet. Mm -hmm. I mainly, what I do is subcontract within my network mm -hmm. of guys. And I, and I look to add guys and I've trained some dudes in the past one of my absolute best friends actually was, was working a, a very sad dead end job for his experience and his scholastic achievements and having a family. And I had him working with me on the side after his day job. And again, so we're, we're down in Lehigh. So we're like right between Salt Lake and Provo. 
but essentially we were living like 15 minutes south of Salt Lake City at the time. And mm -hmm. I had him washing windows with me and <clears throat> they ended up moving to Oceanside, like San Diego area. Mm. And he was trying to figure out how to line up job interviews. And he was just, he was stressed out about these things. And I'm like, bro, like, that's great. Do Especially all your interviews, line all those up. Dude, just, I'm like, but dude, please just go wash windows on the side. Like even once a week, I don't even care. But for yourself, do it. And he's like, oh, you know, well, I can't afford the equipment. And I'd given him some things. But before he left, we went to Home Depot. I bought like, what is like a $4 Unger squeegee. Yeah, yeah. No one knows the difference. A squeegee is a squeegee is a squeegee is a squeegee. Unless it's the one from the gas station pump. Right? <laughs> it's a two-sided thing. <clears throat> but I showed him like, man, like we went and made a couple hundred bucks that day on a few jobs. I'm like, it's, it's that simple. And yeah. I just want you to realize how powerful you are and you can do this. And yeah. Especially you fast if, you have forward. A, if you have the skill, you know, dude, he's a stud. He's, he's a former Marine and he's as diligent, hardworking, and as honest of a human being as you could ever, ever search for in your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, like, please, like for yourself, for your sanity, for your wife and for your kids, like just, just do it on the side and just humor me and you can say all you want, but just promise me you'll just try it. You fast forward two years later, dude, he's living his best life washing windows, has a killer business. He's networked with a massive company and he's kind of transitioning and helping them with a ton of their operations. That's awesome. And man, I could not be more proud of him. Yeah. And so like, it, it's stuff like that, man. Like you never know, you never know who you're going to help, but it doesn't have to be window cleaning. I, we can help. And I've helped other people try to get other ideas off the ground. But mm -hmm. once you've taken that risk to do something, there's two ways, right? Like starting your own business is really hard, but mm -hmm. it's also super easy. Mm -hmm. It's just saying, I'm going to put foot on the gas and go for it. Yeah. And, and it's literally, that's all it takes. You don't need, you don't need the money coming into it. I was fortunate that, you know, like I said, we had 70, $75 when we started this. My dad gave me an angel investment of 340 bucks, bought my first round of equipment nice. that, I want to just run over because now it's like, I hate all that equipment, <laughs> but <clears throat> that was my base. And I figured it out from there. And, and again, man, like I look at the money I'm making now versus like my good paying jobs before I could never go back. I, I love what I do. And I did that off of no family investment. I didn't have a yeah. safety net, didn't have a backup. I didn't have all these like structural things that people want to have. It was, I can do this and I can go all in and make whatever idea, which happened to be window cleaning happen. And I feel like if it would have been something else, it would have worked or it wouldn't have, and it would have transitioned to something else. But for me, fortunately, I've been blessed that window cleaning has taken off. Yeah. And, and again, my thing is with the success that I am able to achieve, the only reason I feel like I'm blessed with it is because I want other people to win. And so when I have guys around me, I, I try to level up them and in return they level up me and and I don't think success is worth it if I don't share it. Yeah. And so so it's it's just man, it's been awesome. But again, like for anybody for like the partnerships or for anybody struggling or thinking, oh, what if I do this? If you have a killer killer job and you got an idea, you just hustle it on the side, see if you make money. Yeah. And if it's making money, see if you can supplement and transition. But just take that little risk, which could be really scary, man. Have you ever been happier than working for yourself mm -hmm. with something that you cared about? No. And it was probably scary as crap when you got started 20 years ago yeah. or intimidating or whatever. Well, and it, it, man, it what is it is, is it's, it's overwhelming, you know, because especially when you go from 
um, a steady job where you get a paycheck every week. Benefits. You, know, and... you get benefits, you get time off, you get vacation, you know, that type of thing. And now you're going to where, wow, this week I could either make a thousand dollars or I could make, you know, $20. <laughs> you know? And, you know, it, it, that, that part is, is really hard to kind of learn how to, to settle in because the, there's still consistency there. It's just, it's a lot more spread out, right? With work, yeah. you're, you're talking about a weekly consistency where with business, you're talking about a yearly consistency. So it's right. learning to ride those waves and then to save when you know you're going to go low and then to spend, you know, to get the purchases to grow your business when you're riding high, you know, when you got the action, that's the trick, you know, mm-hmm. um, just, just kind of what you were saying reminded me, um, I, I was having a conversation with another guy because I'm hiring like crazy right now because I really need help. And I, you know, awesome. I, I really want to hire experience. You know, I've hired, I hired a couple of new guys. I've been training them for a couple months, but I, I, right now I need people who already know and can kind of hit the ground running. And yeah. uh, so I'd, I'd put an ad in Indeed. And there's a local window cleaner who I met who's just, just new in town. He's only been here for uh, about maybe eight or nine months and he was a window cleaner elsewhere. So he was trying to start his business. So he reached out to me, you know, and we, we chat every once in a while. He'd ask me for advice and, you know, and, and he's been doing pretty decent. But, you know, with COVID, it kind of hurt him pretty bad. And he's had. Tell me you called him. Tell me you called him and he's helping you. No, well, here's here's Come the thing. <laughs> he reached out to me and he said, "Hey, I saw that you're hiring." And um, he goes, "You know, I, I've had a real hard time, and and I'm not making a lot of money right now." And he goes, "I think you know, if you're hiring, I'd love to work for you." And I said, "Okay, I'd love. I would hire you in a second, but we need to have a conversation first before I hire you." And so. I explained to him the seasons because he, he wasn't here for the last, because our in, in, in Arizona, our busy season is from October to December. I mean, we right. are just crazy. That's why I'm hiring because I'm in, anticipating, I'm we're already booked into November, the middle of November, you know? Um, That's awesome. And so I, I was telling him, look, um, before you come to work for me, I need to know that you're not going to regret working for me. And this is what I mean. You know, you've had your business only for about eight months. You haven't been through this busy season. Now you've you've got your business. Um, You know, I I really feel that the smart thing is to give your business at least a couple, three or four more months to ride this busy season and see if you can have a fighting chance to make it grow. You know, talk it over with your wife. If you guys truly are done with the risk of of running a business and you're truly like, no, you know what? We're done. We want to have a steady paycheck. Come back to me. You got a job. But if you're wondering, man, should I maybe just give this business a little more chance to grow? You know, I wouldn't want you to be with me. And then you regret that, you know, and you're looking at my business. So I, and I just laid it to him, you know, he says, you know, I really appreciate telling you, let me, let me talk it with my wife. So he took the weekend to talk about it and then called me and says, you know what, we're going to give it through this busy season. I said, Hey, do it. If at the end of it, you know, you still are frustrated and you don't feel your businesses. I'm sure I'll have room to hire you to come back to me and you got a job, you know, but I just wanted to make sure he had, he gave the business the best opportunity. Cause you know, obviously he's going to be able to provide for his family better if he has his own business, you know? Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. I'm not just looking for someone to help make me money. I want whoever is working for me to feel like, Hey, this is a good Team. job. You know, this, that I'm looking out for them and I'm looking out for the, what they're the best, uh, um, uh, you know, what their, what their family needs in order for them to provide. And if, if running their business is the best thing, then that's what they should do, you know? Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I think that, that having that attitude, because if he ever does come back to work for me, then I, he'll know that I have his best interest at heart, you know, that I'm not just a, an owner 
trying to take advantage of another guy that I actually, you know, I, I wanted him to know I care about him and his family and I want the best. And that's who I want working for me. I don't want just a guy coming who is just looking for work and is going to work for me five months and then go find something else. You know, I want someone who breaks something every other day. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't care and, and just is, you know, doesn't, doesn't take I, I, <laughs> uh, just real quick. Um, some, something I'm going to actually write and uh, wrote an article on it. Cause I write for the AW, uh, the American window cleaner magazine. And um, my next article, because you're a killer, Gabe. Yeah, you got to yeah. accept that, dude. You're killing yeah. it, man. Everyone um, knows what you do. If they don't, they're lying. <laughs> but you know, one of the things I, I tell my my workers is, um, our business is like a it's like a tree. You know, my business is a tree. It's not a cash cow, where we just go milking and we get money from it. it. It's a tree. It it provides for us, but it provides for a lot of different. It provides for all my employees. It, it provides for anything that my employees buy from other businesses. I try to buy local as much as I can with my supplies from local janitorial shops. Um, I try to do everything that I can to put the money back into my economy, you know, and it helps my, and it's provided for my family. It's helped my, you know, my wife and daughter through some medical issues. Um, you know, so if we take care of the tree, all of us, then the tree is going to keep providing for us, you know, but if I mm -hmm. hire someone and they don't treat the, they don't take care of the tree or they don't view the tree as something that's important, then I don't want them in my business. You know, I don't want them here because they're not, they're not going to allow that tree to keep growing. You know, I'm the caretaker. That's always tell them I'm the caretaker. If you're doing something to hurt the tree, I'm going to get, I get after you. If I see mm -hmm. you're taking care of the tree, you're going to be my best friend. You're gonna <clears> have fun here, you know, and I'm going to take care right. of you because you're another caretaker of, of the business. And I think if more people have that attitude towards their business, then it, it becomes a more important um, value, not only to their family, but also to the community, you know, and to other windows right. as well. Yeah. But, and it goes back to that positive vibe and winning together, man. Like it's one of those things people hate hearing, but it's true, man. If you want to win quick, win alone. If you want to win big, win together. And it's, and it's not just like, you and your employees and your team it's it's you and the industry and neighboring industries and crossover and other jobs you refer and your clients and everyone it's mm -hmm. you want to win 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 you want you to win you want your client to win for sure and you want other people to be able to win along the way and that aggregated group of winning will level everyone up and do super dope stuff all right, Flomies, that's it. Thanks so much. Appreciate your patience. We're going to get back to our regular scheduled uh, uh, interviews with uh, people who are in the know and, and making things move in our industry. Thanks again. You guys take care. And as always, flow on.